Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. Oh man, I'm still riding high from going to a convention again, which is hilarious because I mean, I know friends that have gone to several. I have like my one a year that I'm able to go to now, and it's just like, <sighs> I'm so excited about it still. Um, but I will spare you all because I think we've talked enough about it the last two weeks. I'm going to give it a break. Um, however, I was thinking about what to record for this episode this week and not like I don't have a million ideas. It's just trying to like get everything together to figure out what to actually talk about on the show. And I know that at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about some bad roommate experiences. Um, and I figured I'd bring you a couple more today because I really thought about it and how fortunate I am that I don't have a lot of the crazy roommate stories. Um, I gave my dynamo one back in the day when I was first doing this podcast um, about the roommate that brought somebody back to the bathroom and trapped us in our room. Um, if you haven't heard that episode, it is, I believe, the fourth episode of the show, uh, Bad Roommates. Um, and I mean, that's like the story of all stories that I have. But I do have some other like littler stories as well. And I figured, you know, We've talked about a bunch of good stuff. Let's talk about a couple of crazy wild things this week. <laughs> and I also enjoy everybody else's bad roommate stories. So guys, if you're listening to the podcast and you've had some pretty wild roommate experiences, please drop me a line. I would love to hear your stories. And I'm sure the rest of the world would as well because drama sells. <laughs> All right. I guess besides that one. Oh, and also the one where Ryan and I had to save an underage drunk girl from one of the people that was rooming with us because wild um i've had a couple of other um moments as far as roomies go i mean they're not all perfect what can you do right i mean you could plan on having the perfect room and then that's the weekend that one of your best friends ever decides to be a crazy person right all all good plans have flaws (laughs) um i remember back in the day when i was first starting cosplay 2005 um and I had just gotten into doing conventions in 2004, and I wanted to share it with everybody. I wanted to bring all of my friends that loved anime. I thought it was for everyone. Just because you love anime and manga and comics does not mean everybody loves conventions. I get that now that I am not 19 years old. But back when I was 19 and dumb, <laughs> I was like, no. I want my best friends from high school to come and people that are still in high school to come. And of course, by then you're excited because you're old enough to get a hotel room on your own because you're supposedly a full adult, which is not the case. Um, And Boston happened while people were in school slash going to college still. So it just wasn't going to happen. They could go to Anime Boston. Uh, so I had been branching out to other conventions at that time because of course anything that was within a half an hour of driving for me was worth going to, uh, be that, um, Boston, obviously. Um, and his little convention down in Harvard, which I'll get back to later called Veracon, um, uh, which I just had to look up because I didn't think it existed anymore. And I don't think it does. I think it stopped in 2017 because that's like the most recent update I see on their website. Um, uh, but what I'm actually talking about is PortCon Maine. Now, in 2004, went to Anime Boston, heard about PortCon Maine, went to PortCon Maine. Uh, and at that point in time, the hotel that it was at 
uh, to my recollection, reminded me of a Motel 6. And that's not bad. I mean, everybody starts off somewhere. No one's like the Heinz Convention Center or the San Diego Comic Con Convention Center or anything like that when they start off. But I remember that it was just kind of like a long hallway of things. And it was a cute little convention. It was, we only went for the day that time. And there was like a bunch of rooms that had like different comic books and things and this guy in a cat dancing costume who I would like to assume is still out there dancing his heart out. Please don't let that illusion be broken for me. Um, but it was fun and it was a good time. And then the following year they got in the bigger conventions, um, space, uh, at a Hilton in Portland, Maine. And I decided that that was the one to bring my friends to, to kind of ease them into the convention world. Uh, so it was me and two Sarah's, I want to say there was one other person in the room with us, but my memory is fading, sadly. But the the two Sarahs are the ones that we're going to worry about here because that's the story. So um, we drive up to Maine. I drive up to Maine. And we all pack stuff. And I had made a couple of makeshift costumes for them because we wanted to go as a big Fullmetal Alchemist group because that was the up and rising anime of the time. Yes, I know. I have aged myself. Shut up. So... Boma Alchemist was just becoming popular, um, and I had a raging crush on Roy Mustang, because who doesn't? <sighs> Travis Willingham, you beautiful bastard, that voice. Mm. Anyways, so I had gone and bought um, a version of the uh, military uniform for Roy, and we get there. It's, it's still tiny. I mean, it was still tiny then. This is 2005. So, I mean, it's become a much bigger convention to my recollection. They have like the tent outside and everything. Now they do the events in, but everything was done inside of this hotel. And I'm trying to say like, I'm trying to think, I don't believe they had the entire hotel at the time because something else might've been sharing the hotel with them, but, um, it wasn't huge it was fun i had fun i was going through the dealer's room i was like meeting up people from boston like look at me going to another convention but i was just the most excited is that we were actually staying over and i had finally booked a hotel room in my 19 years of life by myself for my friends you know i felt like the adult because i was the oldest person in the room Woo! you know like big whoop and i could tell almost right away that the two sarahs just weren't feeling it we weren't jiving it was a really awkward weekend of just like i would see them but they would spend most of their time up in the hotel room instead of coming downstairs to go and do stuff and you know there was a couple of like arguments about it just like guys come downstairs and have fun like hang out with us like let's go do something and they just they weren't having it and i had gone downstairs it must have been on the saturday morning-ish afternoon um, after yet another like guys come downstairs and have fun like argument kind of thing and spent the whole afternoon downstairs and if you weren't at the convention at that point you were across the street at the mall so you know you wander over the mall at small con <laughs> which is also fun walking around seeing all the cosplayers over at the mall in the food court and at the different stores and the best buy and i had wandered back over gone back up to the room and i remember walking in and obviously you can tell like there's less people in the room like there's less stuff in the room they had left they were gone they were just gone they had completely left the chat 
And it was weird to me because I was like, well, where did, like, how did they get home? How did they get home? <laughs> I drove. <laughs> and I go and I look around the room and I had made one of the Sarah's like a makeshift kind of Hughes costume that was nowhere in sight, by the way. Um, and all the pictures that I had printed out for um, him to show as Alicia, like were burnt. They had somehow burnt them. Um, which I don't know why we didn't set off a fire alarm. I don't know why. I don't know why we didn't get in trouble. Like and the hotel didn't get burned down, but um, and it was just kind of like a kick in the face to me. Cause I was like, what did I do? Like, I took it very offensively. I was like, well, what did I do wrong? Like, I thought I'd shown them like, you know, this is fun and this is a good time. And it just obviously wasn't their thing. And at the time being probably 17 and 18 years old, just didn't know how to use their words, I guess. So lighting things on fire seemed like the correct thing to do. <laughs> Uh, they had called somebody, a parent or someone They had come and collected them while the rest of us were out of the room. Um, one worked for me because I got my own bed. How often do you ever get your own bed at a convention? Half time, like never. Um, but I was still upset about it because I, you know, I'd taken the time to make the costumes for them and then they never really wore them. They never came downstairs. They didn't participate. It's like, there was easier ways to tell somebody like, Hey, I don't want to do this. Like obviously not going. And you know, sometimes you just got to use your words, get out of the situation. But there is a silver line to this story. Now, I was a very vengeful person, apparently, back in the day. I was like, no, I put all this time into this and all this effort into this. Like, no, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to be Hughes. Because I, I was Roy Mustang at the time. Because, again, my love, my life, my everything. Roy Mustang. Um, at the time. And I was like, no, I, I'm going to be Hughes. Went over to the mall. I got a pair of glasses. Um, they didn't burn all of the pictures that I had. I think I got like one left or I cut the corner off of it or something. So I made it work. I slicked my hair back, made myself into Maze Hughes, went downstairs. And the best part about like, again, Full Metal Alchemist not being that popular at the time. I uh, was the only Maze Hughes at Port Con, Maine. And it blew up. It turned into like my whole personality. <laughs> I didn't realize how much fun he was. I was like, you know, Roy's cute and all, but like Hughes. Um, and for several years after that, at hosting conventions and going to events and other things, like he was my man. I hosted um, a convention in New Hampshire as him. I, a couple times, Boston, I wore Hughes several times in several variations. Um, again, met up with some people at Boston um, I think I might've mentioned this once before, but like bought me the shirt so I could be Hughes, which is still to this day, kind of like back then was like, Oh my God, so generous. And now that I think about it, like, wow, weird that some random stranger bought me clothing. That is odd. Um, apparently I didn't pay attention to the signs back in the day. No, I did not. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I ended up talking, I still talk to those two people, um, and we did talk out like, again, long, long story short, they just didn't know how to tell me they weren't having fun. And their way of doing that was to aggressively burn things and just leave in the middle of the afternoon. Um, so we're still good and we talk and everything and we've just decided that conventions are not their jam and that's okay. It does again, not everybody's thing, but there are other ways to tell people that, that don't involve fire. 
<laughs> and just disappearing. So you're worried about your friends. Um, but yeah, so that was the, the crazy pork con story. But then, uh, one of my other favorites, as far as bad roommates go, um, you work at conventions, you get placed with people all the time. Like sometimes you're lucky and you get to choose who you room with and it works out and you room with those people when you're working at a convention. And sometimes you go with the role of the dice. Now, this is one of those roll the dice stories. To preface this story, we have to go back before the convention started. Um, I was um, hosting for the convention and I wasn't rooming with the people from the masquerade anymore because they weren't even working at the convention anymore. So my normal roommates just weren't there. And um, I'd spent a few years paying for a hotel room for the convention uh, and then they decided to finally start booking room blocks for people because we had made enough or something of that nature. I'm not hundred percent sure. I just know I didn't have to pay for a room. I was going to take advantage of it. So I did, but I had asked the head of convention because we didn't have a lot of people on our staff. I was like, well, I wanted to bring my sister and her friend, um, Lucas along. And I'm like, if that's going to be a problem, we'll just get a hotel room. It's not the end of the world. Like they can do stuff on staff as well. Obviously, like I'm not looking for just like a free hotel room, um, for them. And it was told, no, 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 not a problem. Not a problem. Of course they can. Not a problem. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was like, yeah, I guess we have a room. Like it's all said. I was told it was all said. Sweet. So we, um, truck up from Rhode Island and New Hampshire to go to this convention and get our bags in and I go and I find the person who is in charge of the room blocks who also is aware of our situation um hands me a key to the room and we go and it's like the end of the hallway rooms and you know the very end of the hallway rooms are either really tiny or they're um huge because they can fit multiple people uh multiple people is correct in the situation there was already four girls in the room and then there was three of us and we get to the end of the hall. I open the door and there they all are like with all their stuff in an explosion everywhere. I think there was one bed in the room. Like I didn't spend a lot of time in this room. I like, it was cool because I think it had like, like a view of the city. Like they're like the windows were like really big, kind of like a, um, slanty roof kind of almost situation. It was a cool room. Like from what I remember, um, the girls all look at us. We look at them like that. Well, he looks at me and I look at him. Yeah. Like one of those situations. And finally they're just like, um, what are you doing in here? And I'm like, I'm rooming with you guys. These are our roommates. Like this is my sister and Lucas. Like I was told by the head of convention that we were all rooming together, but I didn't realize there was this many people in the room. So at that point I'm just like, there's gotta been some kind of a mistake. Like maybe that we had a different room and like somebody got confused or something. So I was like, Hey, how about you guys go back down to the lobby? Like my sister and Lucas, obviously I'm like, go back down to the lobby. Um, and I will see if I can figure this out. Cause it's only Thursday night. So we'll figure it out. And I go on my little mission to go see if I can find the head of the con, the person in charge of like the room stuff. Um, the girls in the room were just like, so put out. And I mean, like, again, I understand like, you don't realize you might be getting one more roommate. Like you not told the situation ahead of time. Like, but they were just so like disgusted by Lucas who Lucas 
the sweetest boy in the entire world, like wouldn't hurt a fly, no interest in anything or anyone as far as like activities, we'll say, <laughs> go, you know, he just wants to go have a good time, have a fun convention. He's friends with everybody, period. That's Lucas. Um, and they see him as this like kind of threat almost. <laughs> Which I'm laughing as I say it because it's like, what? Like, you got, you're good, guys. I promise you're good. I don't know how to like explain this anymore. So, eventually, um, after wandering around for a little bit, I end up running into the head of the convention. I get there as the other girl from the room who had the biggest problem um, is there going, well, she brought a boy with her, and I don't know who she thinks she is is and like oh it was it was hilarious so i'm standing there and i'm listening to her just like rail on me like we've never met before this by the way like i don't even i know who it is now i don't think we'd ever met beyond that moment which is again awkward to get put into a room people you're not even aware of but like literally sitting there losing her mind like talking shit about me and I'm just leaning on the wall and I'm listening and I'm listening. Um, and head of convention turns around and goes, you mean Katie? And she looks at me and I'm just like, hi. She goes, yeah, her. And she goes, Katie, the, like our masquerade host, the face of the convention, the person who's worked here longer than you've probably been alive. And like, just her mouth drops because all of a sudden she's realized who I am. And not to be like a power move of any kind, but like been working there for a long time. People don't really recognize me out of costume unless you know me as a person. Um, and I feel like that light bulb moment happened where it's like, I'm not just some rando like first year staff person that tried to sneak their friends in. I've literally been with the convention since it started. Um, and I do believe that if there was a hole in the wall or the ground somewhere, she would have buried herself into it at that point because she realized who I was. And I was like, I feel like there's been some kind of a misunderstanding as far as rooms go because you and I had had a conversation and they agreed that there had been a misunderstanding and that we would work on finding us a room because they did say that I could bring my sister and Lucas. So, um, we hadn't even left our stuff in the room and I was just like, cool. Should I just go wait in the lobby? Like we're good. Um, they're like, yeah, sure. Meanwhile, again, this girl's just trying to like shiv a knife out of like a potted plant in the hallway to make a, like a scooping device for herself. Um, cause now she's realized that I know that she thinks that I'm a bitch. Um, even though no conversation was really had in the room. I was just like, cool, I'll go figure out what's wrong. It's like, e. um, I forget to mention though, in the story, because I did leave Melissa and Lucas with them for a few moments. Um, they had pulled out multiple bottles of alcohol in the room and were offering it to them. I believe <laughs> while I was gone, they are very hospitable, weird people, but yeah, Long story short, we ended up getting a room, no problem. Uh, it was just the three of us, which worked out. And from that point on, I believe we just ended up rooming together and not worrying about getting a room from the convention anymore because kind of a cluster. Um, I think there was supposed to be one more person in the room with us. Never saw them that whole weekend. Because um, 
they were like, you know, me and my sister shared a bed. We just had the other bed more than willing to share with anybody. But they, we even came back during like the afternoon thinking, oh, they must work late shift or something. They'll be here. Well, no, never saw them. Never saw them check in, never heard them. And if they did, like we never saw their stuff. It was very ninja-like. Um, and I don't know if that's like a good roommate to have or like an even weirder roommate to have or if they just never showed up. Um, but even better was throughout this weekend, now that um, person who lost her mind um, figured out who I was, tried to schmooze me whenever she saw me because she was on um, guest relations and would just try to be like, oh my God, Katie, hi, I'm so sorry about that misunderstanding. And I'm like, uh, you're not, but it's okay. Like, you're just embarrassed as fuck. Um, and I don't blame you. It was embarrassing for her. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, just don't be trash. <laughs> like, there's a misunderstanding. We work through it like adults. And this is far past my 19-year-old years. I don't know how old she was. I mean, I gotta assume she was somewhere in, like, the middle of her 20s or something. But, like, mm, mm -mm, not a good look. Uh... But yeah, those are like the two other craziest stories that I have. Again, been very fortunate to room with mostly my friends and stuff at these conventions. I mean, I could tell a wild story of rooming with an ex after we had broken up, but I mean, that story pretty much speaks for itself. It was a bad idea. <laughs> 10, 10, don't recommend. Um, yeah, you know, just getting in fights in front of your other friends, just it's uncomfy. It's not good. Me and said X are good now. Probably still wouldn't room together, though. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe we would. I can't speak for the other person in that relationship. But, uh, you know, just don't room with people you're going to fight with. Nope. Don't recommend it. Um, don't let yourself be stuck in situations where you feel like you're going to be uncomfy. You know, it's 2022. We need to start speaking our minds and speaking up for ourselves. Uh, if you feel like you're going to be tossed into a situation that is no bueno, then don't do it to yourself. It's not worth it for the free room. I'm telling you right now. It's just not worth it. Um, <laughs> uh, but again, I'm very fortunate to room with mostly my friends over the years, um, or staff people that I've worked with a million times over. Um, we all fall into a system of when the shower is in use, bathroom is in use, who's going to be in the room at what time in case a nap is being had and or a costume change needs to be done. Um, going to bring it up this past weekend's four, the four of us, we rocked it. Um, something you could never avoid though is snoring. <laughs> and that's not against them. I love them all so much. That's against anybody I've roomed with. I just, I know I probably also snore. Who doesn't snore? People, people snore, but I just, as a person can't sleep when people snore. Um, the lovely Robert is aware of that. I think I almost killed him one night. Um, <laughs> so fun story. We were in a room together many moons ago, um, at Anime Boston and, um, me, the ex, uh, Justin, uh, Shiva and Rob, and we're all in the room together and it's late night and if I don't fall asleep first I don't know why like it works if I fall asleep first I don't have to worry about like it but I didn't and Rob poor Rob snoring away enjoying his his slumber um I finally ended up getting up I think wailing him with a pillow I don't even know if he recalls the situation 
but literally just like you need to wake up and roll over <laughs> just wailing on him um and that's been a few times with with him but it, again what are you gonna do people snore it's fine it's part of the fun of the weekend it's not fun at the time when you you really need to sleep but what what can you do <laughs> oh Try to think if there's any other big incidents. I really, again, so fortunate as far as the roommates go. It's just, I'm enjoying this episode because now I'm just recalling all the times that I've had to share beds. Oh God. The first Boston that I had four people, um, we got a room down there. I did a skit at Anime Boston. It was 2008. Um, and I had booked a double room and we got to the hotel and they gave us a king, which I'm sure is like a tale as old as time for a lot of people um, as far as reservations go. Because if you don't get to the hotel fast enough or you're not guaranteed a double, you end up with a king and four people sleeping in that bed. And oh God, so uncomfortable. It's so bad. <laughs> four like average size people do not fit side by side in a king size bed. And I don't know if it's better to be on the edge of the bed or the inside of the bed. Um, and I'll never know because I'm never sleeping in that situation again, but uh, I was in the middle of the bed and it was awful. <laughs> 10, 10 don't recommend. Um, but I've also been in a situation where I get to a room and they have pushed the two full size beds together um, to make one mecha bed um which i mean okay cool but then someone has to sleep in that weird like gap between the beds um been there don't recommend <laughs> it's like guys we could have slept in two separate beds there's only you know four people in this room i don't know why we all have to sleep in one massive bed together um especially when nothing's happening so you know <laughs> anyways um, yeah, just like weird little situations, but I guess, you know, you go to conventions for almost 20 years. You're not going to have like, oh, I've checked in. I've had a normal experience and now I'm leaving every single time. Maybe you did. Maybe you're one of those lucky few people. I, and I think about it now too. It's like, you know, everyone's like, what would I do if I was a multimillionaire? Like, what would I do with my money? And my answer is I would get a hotel room to myself at a convention. Granted, I would invite people over to come hang out and stuff, but I feel like that would be the most clutch situation for me in my old convention going years. <laughs> Maybe one other roommate. I haven't decided yet. Um, for now, though, I will enjoy rooming with my fellow staff members um, because we all have a great time together. Uh, but future conventions going off into the world to actually go to a convention not within you know, a 40 mile radius. Who knows? The world's my oyster, right? All right, guys. I think that's enough rambling for this week. Definitely. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, you can always like and subscribe over on YouTube. You can also go and follow us on our Twitter account and our Facebook account for updates. I do the best I can to keep people posted on when episodes are coming out and guests are coming out. Um, I've also got a book you guys can purchase over on the Amazon. It's called That Could Have Gone Worse, Life Lessons from a Dinosaur Cosplayer. Uh, I spent Anime Boston weekend uh, selling a few and then also leaving a couple out signed um, around the convention center. If you were one of those lucky people that found one, congratulations. I hope you enjoy it. 
Um, anybody that purchases a copy off of Amazon now through the end of next month, um, I will be donating a dollar out to the Sandy Hook Promise, which is against gun violence and trying to figure out this whole situation with guns and mass shootings. Um, a dollar will also be going to the Trevor project, which is a charity near and dear to my heart. I always make a donation to the, the Trevor project every year, um, especially at Christmas time in JK Rowling's name, because she's a turf and we have no time for it. She will not ruin my childhood. Um, I will make sure to always make a donation in her name. Um, because you know what, Joe, there's gotta be something good that comes out of you now. Um, but yes, a dollar, um, from each book going to both of those foundations until the end of July, um, possibly longer. We'll see how it goes. Um, we've got a sizable donation going right now. So thanks to everybody who has already purchased the book. Um, let's see, I think that's everything because I don't have a convention coming up to promote that I'm going to at the moment. Uh, but the year is young. And things do change. So stay tuned. I'm hoping to do some um, Convention Confessional Live again um, in the near future. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You're great. If you have any stories, you can always get a hold of me and come on the show. I want guests of all types. All different stories. I love hearing stories. That's what this podcast is about. Have a great night, everybody.